0: Hello and welcome to The Bite, Hope Brooklyn's weekly podcast for bite-sized spiritual thoughts to inspire you as you center your life around God's great story. Thanks so much for listening. Hey guys, today we are in Matthew twenty-two twenty-nine, 29, picking up from last week, and the text reads like this. Then one was brought to him who was demon-possessed, blind and mute, and he healed him, so that the blind and the mute man both spoke and saw. And all the multitudes were amazed and said, Could this be the son of David? Now when the Pharisees heard it, they said, This fellow does not cast out demons except by Beelzebub, the ruler of the demons. But Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself will not stand. If Satan casts out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? And if I cast out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore they shall be your judges. But if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. Or how can one enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods, unless he first binds the strong man, and then he will plunder his house? So the first thing that I notice here is, uh, well, obviously the miracle of Jesus healing a man that is demon-possessed, and his possession takes the form of him being blind and mute, right? So once he heals him, the man can both speak and can see. Then it says the crowds, the people around, you know, following Jesus around, curious about him, are asking, could this be the son of David? But the Pharisees then say, this man is casting out demons by Beelzebub, which is Satan, the Satan figure, the word that they use there. So up until this point, we know that the Pharisees don't really like Jesus at all, right? Like they've tried to trap him, um, trick him in public, ask him questions. Surely, you know, he can't answer because if he answers this way, you know, then he's breaking the law. But if he answers this way, it, you know, sounds unhumane. And, and you know, so they, they don't like him. But this is the first time that they've literally said he is of Satan, um, it's kind of a turning point, really, at least in the chapter of Matthew, um, and is kind of sending us now into the trajectory which we know leads to the crucifixion of Christ. So Jesus replies then to them, saying, basically, kind of showing them their illogical way of, of speaking, saying, okay, if I am of Satan, why would I be casting out demons? Because if I was Satan, one and I have put the demons into this man or wanted them at least to be there or surely to stay there. That makes no sense, basically, is what he's saying. Why would Satan want to see miracles happen, want to see healing happen, when when his goal is to see the destruction and devastation of man? So he says, he also then puts it back on them to say, and if I cast out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your sons cast them out? Because the Pharisees also had disciples who were, you know, working miracles and doing great things. And so he's saying, well, this seems kind of illogical. If if I am Satan casting out demons, then who do your disciples, who do your sons uh, cast out demons in the name of? Which is another tactic that Jesus also uses when he is questioned To then further ask questions to show the almost idiocracy of, of these claims. And then the next part of the passage, God takes it further to say, okay, so we've already kind of proven how illogical your point is, but if I am casting out demons, then I must be doing it in the name of God, which means the kingdom of God has come upon you. Meaning, God, I, God, am in your presence, in your midst. I am the Messiah, but he's saying it without saying it that way, which we've seen um, is a trend in the Gospels so far, if you've been following along with us. He then takes his illustration another step further and talks about the strong man's house, the strong man being Beelzebub or Satan. And he says, you know, to plunder his home, one must go in and bind him up to have ultimate authority and power over him to, to destroy and contain him. And he says, I am that person. And he's saying, I have done that. I have gone in and bound these demons. I have drawn them out. I have plundered the hold in which these demons have. And basically what he is saying is, I am the Messiah. I know that you are expecting him to come in and look a certain way, but you were also expecting him to come in and have ultimate authority and power over Satan and demonic presence. And I do. I am he that can defeat the strong man. So what this passage reminds me of is that the kingdom of God is already here his presence his majesty his miracles are experienced now just like the disciples who are waiting for this messiah to come i think often we act or we live in a way that we're waiting for this final day and yes there will be a final day that will be like no other but also also the kingdom of god is here now And I think we would be fools to think otherwise and I think that we would miss out on so much that God has invited us into and has to offer for us right here and right now. So I would encourage us to look around and to have a perspective that seeks to see the kingdom of God in the everyday and that affects how we treat ourselves, how we treat our family, our neighbors, those that we don't know, walking to the subway, on the subway, at our jobs, Whatever it may be, the kingdom of God is here now and that means that we can experience and taste bits of heaven here on earth and that's pretty great. <laughs> the third and last thing that it reminds me of is that when he talks about the strong man's house, I think for me I realize that I also look for a messiah that shows up and looks a certain way and what he's saying is I have ultimate I can defeat Beelzebub, Satan. I, I can defeat the strong man, but I may look differently than how you expected. I may do it in a different way than you wanted, but make no mistake, I am God. And so often I know for myself and, and those that I talk to, we can get so discouraged waiting for God to come into our lives and help us defeat that or come and conquer that or come and save us or rescue us from whatever it is. And we, we kind of throw up our hands and say, well, is God really God? Because he's not doing what he, what he said he would do or he's not showing up and, and expressing his power or his might or his authority. But do not be deceived, friends. It's going to look a lot different. Different than how we expect. You know, we don't have the full picture. Surely these um, Pharisees, the crowds that are around him, the multitudes, they didn't have the full picture. They only knew what was right in front of them. They had no idea that this guy doing these healings would ultimately go to a cross, that he would die, that he would be resurrected, ascend into heaven, send his spirit upon us, and that he would be the same God that created the world, that created the heavens, light, all of it. We don't have the full picture. We think we do. We think we see so clearly, but we don't. And I have to trust that God in his infinite wisdom that knows all, he knows the beginning, the middle, the end, he knows all is working in his power and in his timing for my good. And I truly believe that and I want us to believe that together. So I'm going to pray for that. Lord God, I want us to truly believe that you work all things for my good, for your good. Lord, I want to believe that you have not abandoned this world, that you are here, that you have brought the kingdom here. You walk with us day in and day out. It's usually us who are so busy with our lives. We're blinded to see that you walk in front of us. You walk beside us. You often carry us, Lord God. So let us peel back the blinders, Lord, and experience heaven here now, kingdom, your kingdom here on earth, Lord God. And let us also trust that you are who you say you are. That you can defeat the strong man, Lord. That you will come to our aid. That you will touch our eyes and let us see. And kiss our lips and let us speak. And may the words that come forth out of our mouth be praise to you. And not words of, oh, that was ironic or a coincidence. But no, that was my God. Because he works all things out for good. Be with us as we go forward today, Lord, and I ask that you would allow each of us in this day and in the weeks to come to experience your kingdom here, Lord. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of The Bite. To find out more about the mission and ministry of Hope Brooklyn and to subscribe to our other podcasts and lots more, visit us online at www.hopebrooklyn.org.